Hey teachers, in this episode I want to give you six ways that you can tackle children who have a tendency to lie in your class. Okay, here we go. Six ways that you can tackle children that have a tendency to lie in your class. Now before I get into those six ways, ways don't forget that if you enjoy the content on this channel, please hit subscribe and follow so that you get all of the episodes and make sure you share it with somebody that you think is going to benefit and we'd love to have them on board as well. Alright, number one. The first thing is this, we need to reinforce truth Telling. So what that means is whenever you see children in your class demonstrating truth-telling in the way that they're talking, in the way that they're handling problem-solving, make a big deal of it so that the class sees what truth-telling looks like in their context. Especially if you see that one of the children who have a tendency to lie or difficulty with lying, if you see them actually being truthful or doing something that is truth-telling, telling, make a big deal of it. Praise that behavior. The more you reinforce the behavior you want to see, the more likely you are to see them repeat the behavior. So that's the first one. Reinforce truth telling. When you see it in the classroom, make a big deal of it, praise it, and you'll see it repeated. Number two is this. Don't engage in lying yourself. Now what do I mean by that? Sometimes as adults, we have a tendency to use white lies to deflect from the questions that children have or try to avoid topics of conversation so that we can get on with what we're teaching or we can get on with what we're focusing on. Be careful that you don't use these white lies or these exaggerations in the way that you communicate with students uh, because what it will do is it will reinforce a pattern of using deceptive behavior to get your own way. So what do I mean by that? Let's, let's give an example. So let's just say you are um, in reinforcing an expectation with your students and you say that the consequence is this. If you don't finish your work, you will stay in for the whole of lunchtime. Now you might secretly be thinking to yourself, I won't keep anyone in the whole lunchtime. I'll just keep them in for five minutes, but I want to scare them into doing their work. Well, the problem with this is as soon as one child fails to do his work and he's in that detention and then you don't keep him in, what you have basically said is not only your expectations and your reinforcement are uh, not potent, but also you've also said, I exaggerate what I'm saying for emphasis or to get what I want and you can't actually believe what I'm going to say. The next time round you maybe communicate a expectation or a consequence, they're going to say, oh yeah, she doesn't really mean that. She doesn't really mean that we're going to stay in for the whole of lunchtime. She just says that to scare us. And so what you're doing is you're re reinforcing a pattern of using deceptive behavior to get what you want and that will reinforce that with your students. So that's number two. Don't uh, lean on white lies or exaggeration. Uh, to get your point across with students. Number three is you need to know the difference between lying and exaggeration. This is especially true for small children who have very active imaginations and who like to tell grand stories, okay? There's a difference between a child saying, no, I didn't steal her pencil, and saying, I saw a horse on the weekend that had three heads, okay? 
you've got to handle those two types of conversations differently. If they're lying about some the behavior that they did, well, that's a conversation you need to address the uh, deception, you need to address the misinformation in a way that's going to help them understand why it's unhelpful. If they're telling you tall tales about a horse with three heads, you don't have to say, stop lying, I don't want to hear you lying, and, you know, that sort of reaction, it's a little bit over the top. Just talk to them in a, in a friend, let, engage in their imagination, engage in their playfulness, and you can might be able to call them out on their exaggeration, but don't do it in a demeaning way or an attacking way if it's just tall stories for the sake of imagination. Okay, so know the difference between exaggeration and actual lying and deal with them differently. All right. Number four is this. You need to be empathetic. When you catch a child out in a lie, don't go straight to chastising them or getting angry at them or telling them how terrible lying is. Okay, what you've got to do is you've got to be empathetic. You've got to show them that you understand why they might have thought it was necessary to lie. I understand that maybe you told a lie because you were scared that you might get in trouble. Or maybe you told a lie because you were embarrassed about what you did and you didn't want anybody finding out. Show them that you understand why they lied and then you can take them on a journey towards why it's not appropriate to lie, what an alternative solution to their lying might be. But show them that you understand because in empathy what you do is you build relationship and connection. When you build relationship and connection the child is more likely to listen to your consequence and listen to your admonition afterwards. If you want them to learn a lesson of why lying is uh, not good, you've got to start by building that connection so they're actually receptive to you rather than chastising them out of the gate because then that's just going to close them down and they're not actually going to hear anything you say. So that's number four, be empathetic. Number five is show them examples of honesty. So let's say in your teaching practice or uh, throughout your day, and this is a little bit like number one, you, you see an example of somebody telling the truth. Probably um, whether you need to show them a little clip from a movie or show them a clip from, you know, some children's show. If you're trying to model uh, why lying is not appropriate, show them examples of what lying might look like and show them examples of what truth-telling might look like. Some children have never had the fortune of being taught good morality at home and they haven't necessarily been taught uh, the difference between lying and why it may not be appropriate. So you've got to give them examples, maybe model it yourself, maybe do some role playing in class, but give them opportunities to learn about the difference between lying and truth telling in a manner that is not in the moment when you're trying to catch them about the lying, but actually have a lesson, be explicitly teaching it, give them examples so that they can experience it under the right conditions and then be able to implement it when the time comes. And finally, number six is you need to explain why. Let's say you've just caught a child out for lying and you've shown them that you're empathetic to what's saying. Then you need to explain to them what lying does in the sense of breaking trust and integrity and character. Children need to be taught why character and integrity is essential for their development. Uh, when children don't learn and are not taught good character, good moral values, 
What ends up happening is they become big kids and they become adults who don't conduct themselves with integrity. That affects them in their workplace, that affects them in their family relationships, that affects them in their friendships and their peer relationships as well. And so by explaining to them, when you lied to me, it hurt me. When you lied to me, it broke my trust and it makes me hard, makes it hard for me to uh, trust you when you're saying other things and explain to them a little bit about what happens when you lie, how it erodes trust and how it erodes uh, integrity. Obviously you do it in a vocabulary that's appropriate for the age group, but help them to understand why it's impossible. You know, uh, fables like The Boy Who Cried Wolf are great ways of explaining what lying actually does. So you've got to use things like stories, like little clips, movie clips, like role-playing to help them understand the ramifications and the consequences of lying so that they are registering that when they find themselves in a position where they have to choose between telling the truth and lying. So that's my six keys for helping uh, students who are engaged in a habit of lying. So the first one is to reinforce truth-telling, make a big deal of it when you see children who are telling the truth. Uh, don't engage in lying, so be careful you don't use exaggeration and white lies to, uh, for your own purposes so that you're not modeling it. Uh, three is know the difference between exaggeration and lies. Don't jump on exaggeration. You know, Help them to understand why it might not be appropriate, but you're not you know, they're not getting a consequence for it. Be empathetic, understand why they may have engaged in a lie and express that to them. I understand why you might have engaged in the lie. Uh, give them an example of honesty. What would it look like if you were telling the truth? Use other ways of modeling it, movies, TV clips, uh, role play stories, those sorts of things. And finally, explain the why. Explain to them why it's important to be truthful, to maintain integrity and to conduct yourself with honesty at all times. I hope that was really helpful. So that's my six tips on helping children with lying. I'll see you next time. Thanks so much for watching. I hope you got a ton of value out of that episode. Don't forget to comment and let us know what you thought or if you have specific topics you'd like us to cover, let us know in the comments and make sure you share and like if you know that somebody else will enjoy the content that we're producing. Until next time, I'm Tarun Stevenson for Karma Classrooms. Oh, 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 oh,